0: I'm,
1: I'm sure some of you are not on Facebook, <laughs> you're, you're mature and wise people, but regardless, um, I don't know how your week's been, I've had a rough week. Not, it, it's not because things didn't go the way I want them to go. It's because I I feel like there's been this culmination that has been, I've felt that's been brewing for so long. And in this last couple of weeks, my friends that I love who see things differently have, I think, just been awful to each other. And I, I've just been so sad, um, I, 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 I don't know how to shake it. And so, whether you're on Facebook or not, you live in a world that has this reality right now. And so I, I, wanted, I wanted us to have a conversation, how do we reorient, how do, how do we live in a world that is gonna always have division? What is Jesus calling us to? What advice might he give us? There's a whole host of things we could talk about. There's a million places in the scriptures I could have picked, but I want us to walk through one of the letters that our brother Paul wrote. Um, I was thinking it's weird to give a message that will help you on Facebook, but. I don't know, maybe that's what this is. And I was thinking, you know, probably, I I think, you know, I've I've been preaching for about 35 or more years. I've never given a message with nine points. (laughs) So I will not keep you here forever, but it's, you're not gonna remember nine points, but maybe there's something that will be helpful to you, I hope so, I really hope so. I want to read the passage to begin with and then we'll walk through it together. This is found in Colossians chapter three and we'll read one through 17. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality and impurity, lust and evil desire and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness, humility and gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any one of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. Yet be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all the wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing hymns, uh, singing hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I've got a series of about nine questions I'm gonna ask you as you navigate a political world. One, am I calibrated towards heaven? Since then you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. What is in heaven that we know to be true that exists there? Mercy. Mercy. Love. Love. Peace. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Justice. 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 Truth. Truth. No boundaries. No boundaries. We prayed earlier on earth as it is in heaven. For me, I I, I had this thought as I was meditating. When I get to heaven, I won't wonder if I belong. I'll belong and I'll know I belong. As a way to orient ourselves, we think about the things that we know are true where Jesus is. A- am, I, am I being me? Now that's a, that's a loaded question. What does it mean to be me or be true to yourself? There's such a, sometimes that just seems so weird to me. Here's what I mean by that. Here's the me that I want to be. You died. Your life is now hidden with Christ in God, and when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. This is me. This is who I am. That's the person that I am. I'm dead. About two weeks before my father died, we had a, a, a long, long conversation. Some marvelous, incredible, one of the most miraculous stories that I have. I won't tell you all the story, but in that, my dad had shared with me things that I kind of had known that he got in trouble with the IRS. He had made a lot of money in the 70s and he didn't pay any taxes and he owed an enormous amount of taxes. And so my dad, out of fear, sort of began to live running away from that reality. He, he lost a marriage. I think had a lot to do with that. And then for the rest of his life, he, he lived just trying to make money on a cash kind of basis. I asked him, I said, Dad, have you ever thought about just calling him and seeing what would happen? When he died, two weeks later, I went back to help my then stepmother sort of settle things. And we were worried about this thing we had discovered about the IRS. So I called them and I said who I was and I told them who my dad was and I gave her his social security number and, and I said, what do we need to be worried about? She said, nothing. We don't go after dead people there's nothing, there's nothing that's going to happen to you because of what happened in the past. Think about who we are. We're dead. And I think what he means is when nothing that you have ever done or has happened is going to be held against you. You're free of that. Dead wasn't a, a, this morose sentence. Dad was free, and he, for the first time, he was free. Who am I? I'm a person who's free. Jesus is not holding it against me. I'm hidden in Christ. Quickly, just for what it's worth to you, all I can imagine is my granddaughter who is shy, and sometimes when she meets somebody new, she'll stand behind me. And I have a royal and victorious future. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you will appear with him in glory. That's who I am. As I navigate Facebook, I need to ask myself this question. Am I angry? That's a very... Not a bad question to ask yourself. Again, if you're not a Facebook person, just think before I enter into this political conversation, ask yourself, am I angry? Have you ever said or posted something that you regretted? Here's what I know, I'll bet you were angry when you did. He says it this, now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. There's two little triplets here. Let me divide them for you. Anger, rage, and malice. I I think he's sort of saying, they're they're sort of the same thing but progressively worse. This, This feeling that I'm angry that can lead me to then wanting something bad to happen which then can lead me um, to rage, or rage can lead me to malice. But then he t- so the first triplet is this feeling that's rooted in this anger. And then what, what happens when I do that is something I might say. These all are, seem to me related to words, slander, um, filthy language, and then lying. Come out of this place of anger. Dallas Willard says that anger is rooted in self-righteousness. That's a strong statement and and you might might have some pushback on it. It's interesting, I I heard him speaking about this and, and he does a pretty good job of defending it, but he said, but when I say that all of you are thinking of an incident in Jesus' life. What do you think that incident might be in Jesus' life? Turning the, table. the temple. If you're not familiar, Jesus went into the temple. It says he made a whip out of, you know, he made kind of this cord thing, and he started throwing over tables. They, they had turned um, what we might call church into this marketplace. They were making money off the deal. He says, every time I mention that I think anger is rooted in self-righteousness, every time my audience who are Christian will think about Jesus in the temple. So he said, let me mention a couple things about that. One, how about if we agree on this? We're not Jesus. What if it's possible that Jesus could do something that was not empowered by anger? Most of the scriptures warn us against anger. I'm not maybe exactly where Dallas is. I'm not sure every time. But it's a good caution. Because see, anger is this idea that we believe we know what is right. And when that's violated, what we believe to be right, it can make us feel angry. In our world today, I think, we live in a world of slander. What I mean by slander is is not that somebody is telling necessarily a lie, but they're portraying somebody with a half-truth. In our political world, it feels to me is built on slander, portraying the person that is on the other side of you Not with a whole truth, but with a half truth. That comes out of slander. Am I biased? Verse 11 says this, here, there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Am I biased? One, I, I, I'm, I'm struck as he begins that sentence that he begins with the word "here." And I wonder where is here? Like, what is he talking? He, he's in. I think he's in prison. Here, right? Colossians. And um, But I think what he means is this place where, where we have proclaimed we want heaven on earth. Here, I I made a little list of what our list might look like today. This is not a list we would make today. As you've maybe heard me say, I don't, I've never woken up wondering who was circumcised. That's never concerned me. Honestly, I would rather not know. You know, just just to be clear about that. Thank you, Peter, thank you. I want I, to say one thing before I kind of get into my, I, I want to, I'll, I'll come back to it. Here's my list. Here's what it might look like today. Redneck, liberal, elitist, conservative, gun-toting, tree-hugging, Bible-thumper, socialist, rich, loser. Categories that we automatically think of And I think Jesus is saying what he longs for here. It's not that when you leave the the here that those categories don't exist. He's not being um, naive. But here, what he longs for is that we together don't care anymore about that. And in fact, we long to be a community of people populated by those out there that are rednecks and liberals and elitists and conservatives and gun-toting and tree-hugging and Bible-thumping and socialist and Democrat and Republican because here you're safe. That's not what matters. And there is nothing held against you. I, um... I think I've shared with you before you know I grew up in Alabama as a kid spent my summers there well I grew up there and then I spent my summers there as a teenager and if my brother were standing here next to me and speaking he'd sound just like this this is how he talks it's how my uncle talks how my people talk I I talked like that when I was a kid I didn't know any better and I remember when I moved up here and people said you talk funny and they made fun of me, so I quit talking like that. I intentionally and consciously changed because I didn't like being identified as a redneck. I didn't like people thinking I was stupid. The reason I bring that up is just interesting that the word barbarian, you noticed that word, I I said that, I don't know if you know for sure, but they they think that that is, Uh, onomatopoeia I think they call it and people who the Greeks the Hellenistic people were the educated people they they had a little more sophisticated culture and when they heard non Greek speaking people speak non-Hellenistic people speaking it sounded like bar 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 and so that's where the word they think came from they just called them the bar 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 people and there was a way to say the idiots they sound like idiots they sound like they're what we would say babbling have you ever heard somebody and just by the sound of their voice you made a distinction on their education or their intelligence? Am I biased? You probably are. I am. But I don't want to be. Am I properly dressed. I think this verse goes with the previous verse in fact. I think they're together. Because one of the ways you could tell Gentile Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Cynthia, one of the ways, not only by the way people would speak, but you could tell by the way people were dressed just like, it's not quite like it is today, but if you just thought back a couple hundred years ago, you could very easily tell where somebody was from geographically in the world, or if you were in a smaller, more tribal culture, by their dress, by what they wore, you identified them. And I think that that's why he might be saying this, therefore as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves, uniform yourselves with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness. Impatience, the uniform that you wear, the way that you are identified. You know, those of you, perhaps you've noticed that if it's a bit cool, I wear the same thing all the time. I have three of these shirts that are three different colors, and I usually just wear jeans of some kind, or slacks. That's it. My wife loves me, but is extremely irritated with my fashion. And, and it says something about me. I wear it, and you know something about me. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to worry about it. Peter's going to have to get off the circumcised thing. I'm, I'm sorry, Peter. As we navigate a world of politics and Facebook, what's the uniform, Who, what is the identity that we want to be known by? What team do people think we're playing for in a sense? If we're gonna live in a community that is as diverse as the list of which that I just read, I can guarantee you at least two things are gonna happen. You will become, at some point, extremely irritated with someone. Or in fact, you might be extremely hurt by somebody. And so that's where he says, if you're irritated or hurt, Here's your recourse. Bear with each other and forgive one another. As you're navigating a political and Facebook world, before you respond, just ask yourself, am I irritated or hurt? And if I am, can I live with it or can I forgive? Forgiveness this last couple years has been a really difficult project for me. I've had to confront it in a way I've never confronted it. I use this um, carefully, but I felt like I heard the Lord speaking to me recently as I was struggling with this idea of forgiveness. I've practiced different things. I've, I've practiced sort of the, I think I shared with you some of the, what we call imprecatory psalms. I don't know if you remember, some of those psalms are pretty Whew, they're pretty hard. And I've heard myself praying those things, and then I go, Lord, that's not really what I want. I said them out loud, and then I've noticed that's not what I really want. I really don't want bad things to happen, but sometimes when I felt it, I, I made it a prayer, and that's been helpful. But it's not been enough. And the Lord said to me, Carl, you've got a box of evidence. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. I keep this little box of evidence in case I ever need it. It's the proof that I was wronged. It's my proof that those people hurt me. And if I need it, I can pull it out. And God asked me if I'd be willing to burn my box of evidence. We're still negotiating. (laughs) <laughs> to be honest, I've said I'm willing, but let's, let's talk about it some more. <laughs> it's really weird. Isn't it weird? Like I know, that's supposed to, I know I'm supposed to say, oh yes, no problem, I know Jesus forgave me, and yes, I'm a total hypocrite. I totally am willing to take all the forgiveness that Jesus has given me, but hold back just a tiny bit from somebody else. But over time, I think we'll get there. If you're gonna live in an eclectic community, you're gonna be hurt, no question. And You'll have to decide what will I do with the evidence that proves that person hurt me. Am I a, am I a peace promoter? Verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. It's possible that Paul isn't necessarily speaking to the inner peace that we might be thinking of, though a good thing, and that's maybe a component of this, but he, he's thinking about the one who rules as judge, the one who is is administering and, and running our community. Remember, very often we have to discipline ourselves as Americans to not think about an individual as we read the scriptures, but as a community. So in other words, as a community, is the rule of peace what is at stake here? Is that what's happening here? Are we letting peace and the prince of peace navigate our differences in our difficulties? A simple question, before I post on Facebook, will this promote peace? Does this express a peaceful savior? Just a couple more. Couple more questions to ask. Am I, am I being engulfed by the Jesus that I love? He says it this way: Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. With gratitude in your hearts. I love that. One way in which we can experience the words and the message of Jesus is through teaching. It's really, I think it's incredibly important. But a reminder that that's not the only way. In some ways we've sort of limited our hearing the words of Jesus to teaching. But he gives us this this sort of all encompassing idea. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach, as I listen, and as I admonish, as I speak to somebody else, I practice giving to them words of Jesus. And I, I listen through the, the Psalms. He may have been speaking specifically of the 150 that we have, or 51, but it's, it may be also an idea of the, 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 the idea that we're, we're listening to each other with this song, recorded idea. Corded psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in my heart. So that's how I will end. Is what I'm posting, is what I'm saying, is this political fight I'm in, in the midst of that, am I expressing gratitude? And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, or Facebook post or political conversation. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. I wanna pause now just for a moment because we're together. We've gotten a couple of opportunities to do that today. But often when we're together We don't sit quietly. So just for one minute, you can sit with your eyes closed or open, it doesn't matter, you can. But I'd like for us to just sit quietly together for one minute. Father, you know how hard it is for me to sit quiet for a minute. And in one minute, my mind can think of a thousand things I need to do or what I forgot to say or should have said or whatever. But I'm grateful I could have this minute with my friends here to be reminded that I'm not alone. And the challenges of the world we live in are not mine to bear by myself. But we're your people. And here, here we're safe. As we thank you so much for the body that was broken and the blood that was shed, we thank you for reminding us that, um, that you're what we need, you're all that we need. You're sufficient. Lord, I pray for my friends that are hurting this week. As Peter prayed, I I think about the women I've known. Lord, for my friends that that feel better today because of what's happened. Help me practice weeping with those who weep and rejoicing with those who rejoice. But more than anything, thank you that um, you will rule in our hearts and one day you will rule in our world in a way that will be unencumbered and free and we will do that with you. Amen. We share the Lord's Supper together and you're invited to come and experience the body which is broken and the blood which has been shed for you. Jesus said on the night that he was betrayed that this is a new deal, this is a new covenant and all the instincts you've had, all the religion in the world is about you and this is a different experience. This is all about him. So, we give you that reminder. The juice will be in the white cup and the wine will be in the brown cup. And on my right here, there's a juice and a gluten-free option for those who need
0: that. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. May you believe the gospel. If you believe the gospel, verse 17 will happen. Whatever you do, in word or deed, you will do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, and uh, here's something that you could do this week. You could go to Facebook and post Carl's sermon on your Facebook page. You could do that. No, seriously, um, if you go to the church website, we'll have like the live version and then a while kind of the edited down just the sermon version, and you can just click share on the the page and you can say, hey all you morons, listen to this. No, don't say that. But you could just share this sermon and say uh, maybe something like this spoke to me and maybe it'll speak to you. But uh, hope that maybe you could do that. Also, this week read revelation chapter 19 we'll be back in the revelation the next three weeks revelation 19 uh, beginning in in verse 11 because we did the la- first uh, 10 la- last time but is is for many people the most scariest chapter in all the bible but it, for me it's become the most hopeful and joyful maybe chapter in in all the bible and if you read it and you start to freak out well just pray and say, God, I would like to read this again and actually believe what it says. And I think something amazing happens when you wrestle with scripture like that. It's like going to this place. <laughs> and it's just scary as hell. And then all of a sudden, it turns in, into glory. Uh, one other clue, if you wonder, what does this mean? It, meant, it means Colossians 3, verses one through 17.